cute. I love you. Hey, you guys. It's Grace Ransom with the Word to Use podcast. And I have maybe ever, never been so excited for a show in my whole life. Um, this is my dear friend, Chloe Andrews. Hi, Chloe. Hello, guys. How are you, my friend? I am so good. And I'm so pumped for what the Lord has for us today. Yes. So, okay. You are such a rock star. And there are very few people in my life that I consider to be like truly inspirational to me in like every area of their conduct. And you're one of those people. And I Girl. I love you so much. And everything about your life provokes me to love the Lord more. Um, you've never challenged me in a way that didn't make me grow. And oh, you're just so awesome. And I feel so bad for everyone who doesn't know you. Like how embarrassing. Oh my not God. know you. We, girl, 30 seconds in and I'm already about to cry. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so um, thank you so much. I think that the inspiration is something that goes both ways. And so like you have your own podcast. What? Your own. No, I don't. What? Where, where are we? <laughs> I love and, it. And you know, you're a freaking author at 18. Who is this? But just guys, get you a friend that challenges you and that it's mutual and that you can bounce off of. Oh, you're such a rock star. Oh my gosh. And she looks so cute. She mentioned that she just read We Were Liars. So the fit is inspired. You know, uh, old Democrat rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just kidding. No, Opposite just kidding. of you. Um, all right. <laughs> Other than the rich, you're probably rich in love and spirit and stuff. So Okay, anyways. <laughs> okay, um, back on topic. So tell us about you, the basics, the surface level stuff. Um, let's talk about where you go to school. How old are you? Who okay, are you? So, I mean, we just announced this, but I'm Chloe Andrews. Yes, um, you are. <laughs> I'm 19, and I just finished my first year at Arkansas Tech University. And um, so I'm a year ahead. I'll be a junior next semester, and which means I'll be graduating in May of 2024. Yeah. Um, I am double majoring in speaking communications. So, like on stage, like corporate communication, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And more so public relations journalism. So I found my lane. I started out as a business major, started or <laughs> figured out real quick. That yeah. I'm not, no. No. Um, no. <laughs> and that's okay, guys. Just if you are in that spot of feeling like you need a lane change, Obviously, pray about it, but like... Turn your blinker on. Find your lane. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. So you go to Arkansas Tech, you're 19, yes. you're awesome, and you're a rock star. And I have not known you very long, which is so weird. But like, like it's well, only like, been like a year and a half or something. Yeah. Because I started Calvary. Because so we both go to Calvary Church and for a shout out. We love them. Um, but... <laughs> Born and raised. <laughs> oh my gosh. Literally, Chloe is like in the carpet fibers of the church like <laughs> you if i wasn't are. born in a hospital i would have been born in the pew anyways okay great um what an awesome visual i love it no but so i met you like i don't exactly completely remember but it's been like over a year at least because we were in high school but we were seniors i think which was last year i really want to say i met you junior year but i feel like that's incorrect i don't know did you go to storm no, I've never been it, to any event okay, other than mind. Reveal. So. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. Cool, cool, cool. That feels wrong because <laughs> right? I feel like we I've known you for years. I know. You're one of those people that it's like you either totally like 
fall in love or it's just not meant to, you're just not meant to be super close and i absolutely love the way that you steward those friendships which is why i every single so time much. i'm in town i'm like grace <laughs> grace please <laughs> like come on i love where it. are you and we don't just hang out we've never just like hung out we've just like dive dove deep div, like deep dive into everything that our brains have ever div. thought about yeah so we've divved no but like it always gets deep meaningful conversation yeah we just can't help ourselves. So y'all buckle up. Because. Yes, exactly. And there were, we were talking before the show and I was like, we just need to get all this. Like, it's all going to be like organic, just cool stuff. Because also we haven't talked about the last month or anything. Right. And like, we haven't, I haven't seen you since the beginning of the summer. And mm-hmm. a ton has happened since then. And a ton is always happening with you because your brain's very big and your brain does things. And I and, like it. And I like your brain. brain does things. Yes, it does. So what? what is your... Six word testimony, and I think it's less than that, right? Yes, okay, four cool. words. Um, so my six or six words in under testimony that I, I was thinking about it last night because you told me literally like at like eleven p.m. last yeah, night that I needed totally to forgot have this. About it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and <Big> fail. <laughs> like so, I had to like sit and think on it because first of all, like how do I want to present my testimony? Because yeah. I feel like there's so many different like types of testimonies that you can have so like I mean a testimony is ongoing yeah and that's kind of what I wanted to represent it as is like something that it's always continuing and it's always something that's evolving um and so it's provision in the hindsight so okay (laughs) dude literally okay so maybe I need to yeah I was about to say um it just goes to show that every single time you know you're in the midst of something, it's so hard to see God actually working through it. But whenever I look back on my life, I see that there has been provision and like God throughout every single aspect. And there hasn't been like a thread undone. There hasn't been a stone unturned. And it's just something that I realized. And I like, I could go in so many like details and we might get into some of that later, but that's just what I mean by provision in the hindsight. Like it takes me in my humanity looking back on my life for me to yeah. realize God being in the midst of it. Oh, oh my gosh. And how much, how much strength and wisdom does it take to be in the moment and say, I know I'm going to look back on this. Like mm. I know that I'll see you. I just can't right now. Right. I think that's so cool. And you're such a words person. You're an incredible words girl. You are a writer of many things. Um, and you're just the coolest. And you also have a cool little something in your Instagram bio that I wanted to talk about. Oh? The past is prologue. Let's oh. talk about that. I think it's so cute okay. and I love the way it sounds. So um, it's – so that's a Shakespeare quote. Okay. Um, it's from The Tempest. Nice. And, I mean, essentially it just means, like, your past is your, like – prelude to where you are today yeah it it got you to where you are today it's just another fancy string of words for testimony yeah and eventually one day I think I might want to get that tattooed but um until then it's in my Instagram bio (laughs) yes see that's what I always think about in my head is like until I can get something literally inked into my skin let's put it in my bio so everyone knows that I think about it like exactly I change my Instagram bio like every day um, for like a month, it was a Zach Bryan quote that was, um, uh, the last thing to do is to burn down this olive garden. 
Um, which means nothing. But I okay. thought it was hilarious. I was about to say, is there any way to unpack that? Or no. is that just grace being grace? It's just nothing. And I thought it was hilarious. And like I could do the little fun little um, author and podcast host and dog mom. And I've and done that before. Dog mom. But like might as well just make it like horribly confusing. Um, my mind right now is it's all lemonade. And I love that too because when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. So just be making them lemonade all the time. Um, anyway, done with Instagram bios. Oh, it's um, but yeah, so you're just a really cool words girl and you're such a reader. You've got a whole Instagram account and I literally stopped yes. it. Not going to lie. Um, and I did an episode about some books, but give us your top three favorite books. And I think I just ruined your brain. So, oh my God, perfect. top three <laughs> about top three. anything, any okay. genre, any, okay. anything. Um, I think one of them has to be the buried giant. Mm-hmm. by Kazu Ishiguro. He's a Japanese-American author. Just look it up. It's a okay. beautiful story. It's like kind of fantasy, but it's about just life and growing old and love. And anyways, oh. it's amazing. Um, I th- oh my goodness. I mean, if we want to get into theology, mm-hmm. um, I read uh, by A.W. Tozer... Oh my God, why am I blanking on the name of the book? I don't know. It's um, The Pursuit of God. The Pursuit of God. Okay. So if you want something that's like deeply theological, mm-hmm. go read that. I mean, I gave it five stars. Wow, that means something. Well, these are you. all like five star books. Okay, I, okay yeah. out of including that one, I only have nine books that I've ever given five stars out of like just under 200. Wow. So. I'm like, I'm really picky about my ratings she for is. books. Oh my gosh. So that one, I mean, that's one that you have to like sit and mull over things. Like it's not just like a little light read. Like you have oh, to good. like sit. Yes. <laughs> you have to like sit and like actually think about what it is that he's saying. Yeah. Um, but so like it's one of those that you can like reread throughout your life and get something new from every single time that you read it. And then lastly... I think my little uh, mythology heart oh, yes. wants to like just shout out the Song of Achilles. Okay. It's just, you see the ending coming, but you still cry. Oh, Like it's like that. Okay, like perfect. I sobbed for an hour after that. I finished that book. What? Oh my gosh. So, I mean, it's a, I mean, it's about the story of Achilles and Patroclus and the Trojan War and, and all of that stuff. So, Oh my gosh, your brain is so big. I have not read any of these books, but now like more than anything, I want to go buy them and read them. So I'll, probably you, what I'll, I'll let today. you borrow my own books. <gasps> Chloe's books? And I don't do that. Oh my gosh. Okay, literally, I'll hold you to that for real. So you're such a reader and I love that about you because you taught me something that I don't even know if you remember telling me this, but you... Do you know? Maybe. You okay, go. okay. We'll, we'll see if we telepathically communicated if that. Like on the same page. Um, but no, uh, you told me about fiction books. Cause I was like, I'm not a super big fiction girl. And you're like, well, it teaches you to empathize. And I was like, stop right now because you're, you're putting yourself in a story that maybe didn't even happen or obviously mm-hmm. if it's fiction, it didn't happen, but like that didn't even happen. But now you're relating and you're in that moment. So when other people's problems that are real, like you're able to empathize so much more. You're literally teaching your brain mm. and like practicing empathy because yeah. you're, you whenever you're reading you have to put yourself in the position of the character 
And so then even if it's like if it's fiction or if it's fantasy or whatever it is, like even if it's like something that could not happen, mm-hmm. like it's situationally sometimes if a character is written from a different ethnic or racial background than you or like gender or whatever like you can learn something because you're literally putting yourself in a different person's shoes Mm. and so it's practice it's it's just literally practicing your brain to like flex that empathy muscle yeah and it doesn't hurt anyone if you don't you know because it's a book and no one no one's real in that book but i think that is so such a cool concept that i never even thought about and you that has challenged me to start i remember when i said that you just like stood there and you were like like oh my gosh because I like I I want to be empathetic so bad and that's like my life song is like being with people in their sadness and in their sorrows and in their moments but like that's literally a way to practice so you just gave me a way to like that's like saying I really want bigger quads well have you heard of squats like Like, you know (laughs) it was so cool it was like I want to be empathetic and you just you taught me that and you spoke into me so well and it was just something that you knew and that you carried. It wasn't like, oh, but this is for grace. Like it was like, this is just what I say, and this is just how I live. And that was so cool. Um, but I won't go super crazy deep into all that because we will. That could be all, yeah. <laughs> yes, I won't because we will. Um, and but we want to talk about the Holy Spirit, and this this has potential to break me and make me cry. So let's let's go there. Let's be there. So talk about oh Lord your perspective on the whole the whole Holy Spirit. Whole Holy Spirit. Um, I don't even know where to start because I mean this is such like a one, like sadly could be a polarizing topic yeah. in the church, um, denominationally. And Absolutely. also like just with people's personal experience with it, it's something that is not always easy to talk about. And so I just want to be sensitive. Absolutely. Today, and I think a lot sure. of people aren't because mm-hmm. a lot of people grow up in either hyper spiritual situations or under spiritualized. Yes. And, so, and we come from opposite situations because I was mm. raised super, not necessarily by my mom and my family, but I was in a super Baptist church, which is never a bad thing. That's not a bad B word. It's just a B word, Baptist. <laughs> and, um, but I, I understood the Holy Spirit as only being able to communicate one way. So I had a very mm. narrow perspective on God, but you grew up in a in Pentecostal church, formerly now formerly. Denomina- non-denominational. Okay, but still more on the charismatic side. Yes, because non-denom can either be super it can Southern be Baptist all over the place, it- or super. Yeah, I mean it can go either way. I okay. So I was under the impression that it was still Pentecostal when you were young. Though, when did that switch happen? So for those of you that know, don't know, my grandpa was the pastor of Calvary for 40 years before he turned it over to Pastor Tommy. And um, he probably started making those switches right before I was born. Oh, okay. But I grew up in the transitioning church. Mm. So that was a unique experience. And honestly, it's something that I'm getting to carry with me today because the church that I go to out in Russellville um, in Arkansas just really started the same type of transition from Pentecostal to non-denom and is moving in that direction and has been for seven years now. Wow. And so a lot is still like fresh, Mm -hmm. but like it's something that I lived through and like grew up in. Yeah. And so I feel like I get to kind of be a a breath of fresh air with this church that I am. Now I I call Lake Hills my my home church. Calvary is like my childhood, Mm -hmm. but like in my adult life, like I 
chose Lake Hills. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways. Yes. So it was Holy definitely Spirit in those two environments is very different. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, um, I mean, to put it very bluntly, a lot of people are very hurt by hyper spiritual situations as much as, or even more so than the non-spiritual situations. Cause yeah. I had a clean slate. I had, Oh, the Holy Spirit can do stuff. What, what all can he do? And it was just mm-hmm. like wonder for me. And then to, for some people have that perverted of what, Oh, he can do so much in this way and he has to do it this way or whatever can really damage people too. So it's just, it's, it's a really hard place to be. And because of that polarizing situation that, that, that the words Holy Spirit put us in, we don't talk about it. The church Mm -hmm. wants to completely ignore a whole part of the Trinity and Mm -hmm. it doesn't work without all three. So go, go there. Let's talk (laughs) about that. Let's go into it. So like, I do want to quickly just like give credit because like I'll, I'm I'm really feeling it, so I'm I'm gonna have to censor parts of this testimony, this story. Absolutely. Um, just for anonymity. Is that the just anonymity? Thank you. Yes. Uh, you me you saying that I'm such a words girl, and then <laughs> anonymity. I said like, like Nemo. Nemo. Stop. Are we friends? Are okay, we? Let's be friends. Anyways, um, I'm Grace. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yes, um, we're gonna just, censor. Yeah, just you know, names and I'll probably have to gloss over certain aspects. One of my dear friends that I talked to yesterday told me something incredible about that. He said, say 100% of the truth with 10% of the detail. And Mm, I feel like that is wonderful. And yes, great way to live. Yes. Um, (laughs) But I am feeling that like, I, I have a lot of story to lead up to with how I've come to grow. Because like you said, you kind of grew up with a fresh slate. I mean, I grew up with a very healthy perspective of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thanks to the credit of the church environment that I grew up in. Like, go Calvary. Yes. Proud of you guys because it's hard to do transitioning from a very hyper-spiritualized denomination. And, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's always unhealthy. I mean, yeah. some people even go so far as to, um, like differentiate Pentecostal as a denomination versus like, if you just believe, like as a broad spectrum. Yes. So I don't want to like criminalize or, you know, no. anything. No, no, no. Um, but I do want to say from the church environment that they transitioned from to where I grew up in, mm-hmm. it became a lot healthier. And so I never personally feel like I struggled with, you know, um, fearing the Holy Spirit or not knowing what it was or not like, you know, ultimately understanding it on like a basic level. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I grew up very healthy and I never felt like I could or couldn't worship in a certain way growing mm-hmm. up. And so like, or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. And so I feel very, very, very lucky. That's because so unique. that's yeah. something that, you know, doesn't happen often. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, and this is where we get into the topic of, you know, just church hurt or um, even more so like we were talking about earlier before the show. Uh, it, it, sometimes it's not even truly church specific. Yeah. Sometimes it's a person. Sometimes it's like a conference. Sometimes it's um, like 
family. Sometimes, yeah. you know what I mean? Just people um, using God the, to make right. you feel bad, basically. Exactly. Just manipulating the Lord. So maybe that's more of a Christianity thing, but we call it church hurt. So just for the sake of understanding, yeah. that's what I mean by church hurt is, um, like I went through a form of it this last year and a half. Yeah. Um, so I went to this little event and one of the nights, um, I just, the service started, um, and as soon as the speaker came on, just something in my gut just told me, like, she's using scripture very, like, in a way that I've never heard it interpreted like that. I just, something felt wrong, something felt off. My gut was telling me, like, uh, be on guard tonight, I guess. Yeah. And that's the exact opposite of everything that like that person was saying on stage to do, you know what I mean? Is like completely let your guard down and like going to teach us how to, you know, manifest the Holy spirit. And, and they were just using very, um, strange language, like language that I had never encountered before, um, growing up how I grew up. Um, and it was just suffice it to say a very hyper emotional Mm. night. Um, and I would venture so far as to say over spiritualized. Yeah. And that's so hard. Like the cry nights or like, Oh, like this wrecked me. Like God didn't wreck me this day or whatever. That's That's a whole other topic. Oh, um, but it was, I mean, it was like, like that, but like, in my opinion, cause like I've been to camp before yeah. and like I've been to like, um, big spiritual nights or whatever, but mm-hmm. like this was on a whole nother level of something that I hadn't experienced. Mm-hmm. And, um, the person that was speaking, it, it just felt like they had come in and brought their own agenda mm-hmm. and to me, it felt like they were using the Holy Spirit to further their own reputation. Yeah. And they called me to the front to like slay me in the spirit. Yeah. And it like, it was one of those like, oh, notice how I'm not pushing their head or whatever. But like, I'm like, I know if I don't go where your hand is, I'm gonna find resistance. It, it, it yeah. was like those kind of, things where it's like oh like we're all gonna be slain in the spirit and yeah and and that kind of thing and it just they used me as an example and mm. I considered myself to be you know a student leader somebody that some of these students probably looked up to yeah and it almost felt like them using me was targeted and as if, if calling oh. me to the front would open the door for everybody else to feel comfortable and so it wasn't for you, it was for what you could do for the event, them, you know, event. not yes. even like the spirit, but the event. I mean, mm-hmm. and I, I think if I'm recalling the story correctly, you weren't the first one that was called up. Someone had denied going up. Um, no, there was one person before me, but it was, I mean, I want to, for the sake of, I hate yeah. using this word, but it was like anticlimactic. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. And then I, mine was also. And I could feel frustration around the situation, but like it, cause it was supposed to be like a demonstration Ooh. and yeah, like that's what was that's so, so dangerous, strange about it to me. Yeah. But 
Um, moving on from like some of the specifics because yeah. again, like I, I want to like keep that keep that like it, suffice Not it to, to say, dishonor anyone. I right. Yeah, I was hurt. Yeah, because it felt like I was used. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. And you were. And, I mean, that's what that situation was. And I mean, in my opinion, even if you say like, oh, like this is the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. if you are using the Holy Spirit, okay, and this is going to open some doors that I want to talk about later, but if you're using the Holy Spirit as a tool, mm-hmm. not as a person manifesting through you, mm. we're going to get into that mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then you don't know what other things those students have brought in. You yeah. don't know what other students are opening themselves up for. Wow. You don't know what hyper-emotional situations are about to manifest. Yeah. And so to me, that's dangerous. Absolutely dangerous. That's very, very, very dangerous. And the environment and with students, correct? Like all yes. students? Okay, super dangerous, mm-hmm. even even further. That could be their first time ever in a church building. You know, they exactly. brought their friend and their friend finally said yes. And then you go and you see this and, and now, it's you're, like, now you're just hurt. You just kind of like, I mean, like whatever. And, and I would, okay, I want to say it felt out of control. Okay. And we do not serve a God of chaos, mm. right? Yes. If it isn't controllable, you know what I mean? Like if it's not, like, like there are boundaries. Like obviously yes. the Holy Spirit moves however he's going to move mm-hmm. but whenever we add our humanity to it mm-hmm. like there are boundaries and the holy spirit will never make himself <clears throat> look stupid or attention seeking or anything the so attention seeking we... is the biggest thing for me yes and so anyways this situation i i mean i was so hurt and I mean, I avoided situations um, like prayer nights or worship nights or anything like that. I, I mean, it's good that I dove into my Bible, but I, I dove into my Bible in the sense where I was adding, uh, this is the language that I came to later. I didn't recognize it at the time, but I basically like created religion instead of relationship like I was like okay this is every single rule that is ever presented in the bible like this is and it's easier that way sometimes and I think legitimately that's what I needed at the time yeah and that's okay but then I got stuck there Mm. and that's the danger you know like looking back hindsight I um had put God in a box Mm -hmm. and I mean, I put the Holy Spirit in a box in my life. Yeah. And it's not that he wasn't able to manifest himself through me, yeah. but it was everything that I know for a fact that I had experienced yeah. or that I believed was possible or whatever. You know what I mean? But then that's that's putting my own backdrop behind everything that the Holy Spirit could do through me. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, God is going to do what he can through me, mm-hmm. but... Like I, I had limited myself as yeah. to what he could do through me. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like just as I had started to heal from this, in a sense, like, I, like more like I had moved on from it, mm-hmm. I guess, 
but I, I'm not sure if I truly, truly, truly healed from it until a year and a half later, which yeah. is a few months ago. Um, so like as soon as I, I started to get to a point where I could move on, I could like feel myself getting back to, you know, trusting church again, trusting yeah. like new spiritual environments again that I wasn't, oh, sorry, that I wasn't uh, familiar with. I joined a campus ministry that had a lot of the same patterns that mm -hmm. I experienced. Not that it was the same, not that anything remotely the same from that, you know, um, one single night mm -hmm. was anything that I experienced at this campus ministry. But the patterns were enough to where I completely shut down again. I yeah. went and like, I went into the same patterns yeah. of myself of, okay, I'm going to scour through my Bible. I'm going to completely chalk it up to my own understanding. And <clears throat> sorry, um, it, I mean, I wish I could say that I left with my relationships completely still intact. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not that it was all bad, all blown up oh, in smoke, no. yeah. but I mean, and partially with anyone leaving this campus ministry, a lot of the times it's it, like it causes drama and yeah. it's not even always the person who's left fault. Um, yeah. If that makes sense, like, it, it does, like it's just yeah. kind of like- It's just implied, it, like, it's, let's just make it weird for no reason. That yeah. kind of thing. Um, but I mean, and there was like other stuff that happened, but I won't sit here and say that looking back, it was all their fault. Oh, no, absolutely You know what not. I mean? Like yeah. I know that I had dug into my own issues and projected them in a way that probably was unfair in certain aspects. And that's so big of you to say, because a lot of people are like, I blame the church. I blame <laughs> this organization or whatever. But like, you're able to realize like that was not entirely them. You know, I brought my own stuff, you know, yeah. if you're there, you're a part of it. So you're right. there and you're a part of the problem, unfortunately. And that's just the way it has to go. I know but that's so big of you to say and that. And like, I mean, you know, that's not always the case. Yeah. Sometimes absolutely. like church hurt really is. I mean, I, I would say the majority of the time it's it, just it not really your fault is at all. just not your fault. Yeah. But I mean, this was post the original church hurt mm -hmm. and I got stuck in the same patterns as before. Yeah. And it was not really remotely the same. Mm -hmm. Not that I still don't think that that environment is not a healthy place for me to be in. So I think leaving was probably necessary, or yeah. I would say it was necessary for me. But I mean, some of the stuff that happened, it, it just brought me back to not so healthy of a mindset. Yeah. And spiritual place. Mm -hmm. And so. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, I'm having good. like. <laughs> A little bit of drainage, but so that, that happened around January, February. And so then the rest of the semester, like Josh and I, my boyfriend and I just, we both left. It was like something that we did together and we had both been going to Lake Hills. And so we just like dove straight in. Yeah. Um, and it, I mean, we both grew a lot. I mean, like 
joining a new church after going to only one church your entire life. Not for him, but for me. Yeah. Like, that was huge. Absolutely. For me. Um, it did feel natural, I would say, because, like, I feel like I tried to make sure that the transition would be easy on myself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's still, like, a big deal. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I grew up at Calvary. You did. And then now, like, I would consider Lake Hills my church home. Yeah. So... anyways what I'm saying is I I did have somewhere to go yeah and to fall back on and to get even more involved in and that definitely helped a lot because Lake Hills is a very healthy church and go Lake Hills shout out (laughs) um but I mean also like Josh and I like sat and processed with our pastor and our parents and my grandpa and like we sat and like we're just like are we going crazy for leaving this campus ministry or like that kind of thing like we're like yeah. some of the stuff that we experienced was like um just not necessarily stuff that we wanted to mess with and yeah. like it, we I mean we found reassurance we found a lot of wisdom and I would say just like a little tip as from somebody like to somebody who might be experiencing church hurt find somebody to bounce everything off of like find somebody older than you wiser than you an elder who has maybe a handful of people that have different perspectives Mm -hmm. um and ask them questions like your pastor um maybe like obviously like a parent, a grandparent, like those kinds of people yeah. in your life, find them and like yeah. I there was so much healing there. Oh yeah. Because first of all, I mean even a therapist, honestly. Oh for like real. or maybe even especially a therapist. Yeah. Um, maybe even them first. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um like th- there's a lot of healing there. First of all, you're getting everything off of your chest and mm-hmm. that's something that I didn't do is I didn't get it off my chest before I allowed it to impact other areas of my life. Yeah. And second of all, you find where, I don't know how to put it, but like you you find where the problem is and it makes it easier to find a solution and to get back to a healthy church environment. Because they're not in your head with you. Right. So they get to tell you what you maybe didn't think about or maybe didn't right. see, or maybe they get to tell you that reading fiction makes you more empathetic. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, no, and that's so absolutely vital because whenever mm-hmm. you say something out loud, maybe even just out loud for the first time, even by yourself, you hear something completely different than whenever it lived in your head. Yeah, so good. I think that's so incredible that you're bringing that up because it's, it's very vital to have your people. Mm-hmm. And people you trust because not everyone can be trusted, yeah. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously. obviously. <laughs> but that's how this whole problem even begins is with people who are speaking ill-informed and who are mm. saying things that are potentially not true but maybe they didn't talk to anyone else about it they're just gonna roll with it and mm. that that can't happen and that cannot work um and that's how health stays in check you know is by multiple people saying okay this doesn't suck this is perfect because who do we trust that said something and they're the only one who thinks that no one so mm. yeah. yeah so with church her healing starts when you when you talk and yeah. I think that that's really big. So where what happened next? What was like, so, what flowed from that? Whenever I got back home, it was like, or like, I mean, I guess I still consider Russellville 
a home, but whatever yeah. I got back here to Burleson, um, it was like immediately like God was like, okay, girl, you <laughs> got <laughs> some baggage. Let's let's deal with it. Let's yeah. unpack it. Let's fix it because you can't keep letting me stay in this box. Yeah. Because that's still where I was. Mm. And I just want to like quickly backtrack. But so like I didn't go to my post senior year camp. Mm. Um, I stayed with my aunt Karen for a few days instead. And then I visited the last night of camp. Mm -hmm. And so like we had a moment where we like partnered up to pray with somebody. And so I partnered up with one of my favorite people in the world. Her name is Carly Jones. Um, talk about empowered female speaker Ooh. in ministry. Love her to pieces. She goes to Grace Church down in Houston. Sweet. Um, so like legitimately like look her up if you like want yes, an awesome. guest. What? Oh. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll beg. But <laughs> just beg in, please. please. No, Good but um, <laughs> we like I found her and we prayed together. And so like she was going through shoulder pains at that point and um, she was facing possible surgery. And so like her prayer was like, like the whole idea was like, what is it that's at the forefront of your brain that like that one thing that you think of whenever you're like, I need God. Mm -hmm. um, like let's empower each other and pray over each other right now. Yeah. And so like her thing was like, I just don't want to have surgery. And so, like, we prayed over her shoulder. And then my thing, like, I honestly, like, didn't feel like I had a thing. Yeah. But, like, after just kind of, like, sitting on that question for a second, I, like, realized, like, like, I feel like there are spiritual gifts that I'm holding myself back from. Oh, shoot. And you just hit me. In the <laughs> ouch. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and so, um, I, like, I just, like, told Carly, I was like, I know that this is, like, probably going to sound, like, really almost like self-absorbed or selfish like coming after like you're like you know your very shoulder, like you're yeah. like a, a, a physical ailment but like I like I just feel this like I feel like I need to pray that you know these spiritual gifts can manifest themselves through me yeah but like I'm holding myself back from this and that moment of camp like happened right after that is whenever I got my my Chloe chills. I've told you about this. Yes, I love um, the Chloe No, chills. basically just like, I, like I gave it a name. It doesn't need a name. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but I think it's funny. So it's, it's stuck. Um, basically like whenever somebody tells me about their testimony, like their calling, uh, something that God did, something that they're struggling with, but like, you know, they, they need encouragement in, they don't even have to say God. Yeah. But I get chills all up and down my body. And it's almost like, like, it's not just like your normal, like, whoo, like it's like it runs up and down my spine and yeah. it, it feels very intentional. It doesn't feel like it's just like, you know, like, just like, oh, like there was like a little, like my body got cold. Like you know a little I mean? breeze. Like a little, a little breeze. <laughs> not no. a little breeze. Like it, it, it just, it's something that happened pretty much immediately after camp mm -hmm. last year. And it, it, like, then I went into college and all that stuff happened with the campus yeah. ministry. And so I did have, again, some growth yeah. from where I happened, like, with what happened um, at that first event. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, again, summer. God's like, girl, you've got baggage. 
<laughs> Sorry, I like just realized I needed to like plant that little no, nugget because it back, gets yeah. really good from here. Like it hasn't already been good, but anyways. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Woo! Um, yes. So, so like baggage. pretty much the first or second Sunday after I've been here in Texas, um, Pastor John at Calvary, we love, love him. Pastor John. He was like, hey, I need a greeter to fill in. Can you fill in? Like, I know you haven't been serving at Calvary like consistently, but we just, we need a spot. I was like, of course. So, um, and like, because Calvary has grown a lot, the serving has to be very, very structured. Yeah. Like I started serving whenever it was literally like the morning of like, hey, we need greeters. And yeah. I'd be like, sure. And then Mark and I would be in Dustin and I would be folding like the, um, whatever they were, like the first, you know, like oh, the things yeah, that they the, give you. The welcome, the, guide, the welcome guide, the worship guide, the welcome the guide. Worship guides. Worship guides. Them. I don't know. I keep getting them like, do they think I'm new or does everyone get this? I think <laughs> they try to pass them on to everyone. Like you can like say like, oh, nothing, it's okay. Yeah, but they also I have like the tithing down. envelopes and like new oh, events. I haven't like they looked. like have like upcoming events and stuff like that in it. So it's, I mean, it's for everyone. Because I'm always gone for like a month and then I come to a Sunday and I don't, I don't know. I feel like everyone's just like, oh my gosh, who is that? I'm <laughs> like, I've gone here for like a year and a half, but that's it's funny. fine. I'm not here. <laughs> it's but, okay. No, but like we would like fold those in the back. Yes. So like that's whenever I first started serving, but now it's like very much so like scheduled, like yeah. the whole month out, like that kind of thing. And so I, whenever I come visit, like even for the summer, like as much as I love greeting, I love serving, like it's just hard to like jump right back in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I just kind of like do my own greeting. But this Sunday in particular, like was the only Sunday in a long time that I've been scheduled to greet. Yeah. And, um, so I did first service and it was super fun. I love serving first service and greeting all of the elders in the church. Like it's my favorite thing because they always like give the best hugs. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? And they just like, Mm -hmm. they love pouring into you if you let them. So like, that's another tip, something that my grandpa taught me, like literally just, love on the elders of wherever like of your community yes and they will take you on quite a ride like they will continuously keep pouring into you and it's it's obviously something that you don't do out of selfishness but it's like seriously and and that goes for anyone like love on people and they will take you on quite a ride but specifically love on the elders of your community anyways um so valuable though so like truly like i feel like that's just something that isn't valued in society anymore and i feel like it totally should be but anyways we (laughs) we can we don't have to go into that right now (laughs) episode 500 we'll get there (laughs) um and so i i did first service love it and then I'm in like the back multi-purpose room. I mean, if you know Calvary, you know what I'm talking about. But mm-hmm. it's just kind of like where all of like the people who are serving go in between where they need to go next. Mm-hmm. And um, so like I'm sitting down and then there's these two, like they're like younger, like they're moms of teens, I mm-hmm. guess, in the church. But like they're, I mean, they're they're sitting talking and um, they start talking about some stuff that related to the first event. Oh no. And immediately like I lashed out. Oh no. Probably more in a gossipy way. And and I, I definitely it, it wasn't out of 
malicious intent, but it was like my, I almost want to call it a trauma response. Like it, it was almost like a, oh, wow. I definitely had a lot of unhealed yeah issues around this situation that I never knew that because I thought that by me bringing religion around it putting myself in this boundary that I had dealt with it mm. and how lord knows embarrassing. yeah lord knows that that's not how dealing with things work exactly and uh like you can't just shove in a box and whatever and like I'm a huge proponent for like don't bottle things up but yeah. then here I am bottling it up bottling it up <laughs> yeah um and so then like I jump in the conversation and it gets very much so like mothering me mm. but honestly like I, that's what I needed like I don't Absolutely. say that out of a bad thing like it was definitely a good like thing and something that they like said I'm, I'm paraphrasing but they were like it is not right what that person did that mm. night but that doesn't mean that you get to resort to religion that doesn't mean that you get to put God in a box. Way to speak. I mean, way to just like take you and be like, okay, no. Like, like okay, it no. was like a gentle, like, okay, like that doesn't justify what they did. Like that yeah. was out of humanity that they did that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you're fixing things by doing it this way though. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're doing yourself justice by operating in this way now. Yeah. Because, I mean, at this point, a year and a half later, it's still causing you to lash out. Mm. And that's exactly what, and it's almost like I wanted people to know what I went through. It's, it's almost yeah. like I, I like, was like, hey, like, be careful around like this, you know, speaker yeah. or whatever. But I mean, really, it was coming out of a place of pain. It wasn't coming out of a place of like, I, I mean, maybe calling it pure intent is the wrong way to put it, but it, it wasn't coming out of a good place. Yeah. And so I, I really sat down and like, I was sobbing this whole time. Oh. Like I, like I accidentally missed second service greeting. Oh. And I mean, I went and I apologized to Pastor John. Oh, yeah. And he was like, you're okay. I'm sure they made it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like I was not in a place where I could greet. Like I was emotionally wrecked and I went into service and I like am crying throughout the entire thing, not just worship, but like Tommy's message too. And he's literally starts talking about exactly what I was like this whole thing. Mm -hmm. He, He was going through his series on the Holy spirit and such a good one. It was really good. Um, y'all can rewatch that. I'm about to like plug all the Calvary yeah. stuff, but like literally, the Calvary app or Calvary FTW. It. <laughs> no, it was really good. And, but he's talking about how like, he was like, sometimes like people use it in the wrong way. And like that kind of thing is like, they use it for their glory. They yes. use it. And he like went through all of the stuff that I felt like I, like that I had tagged onto this situation that I went through. Yeah. And then he was like, said everything that they just told me of like, mm. we can't stay here. Yeah. And that day specifically brought so much healing to me. And I talked to Pastor Tommy later on, like the next Sunday about it, uh, which was actually grad Sunday. So this Aww. all happened in May. But um, he was like, I never would have guessed that you would have related to that message. And I mean, I just want to say like, that's a testament of how Calvary, like growing up at Calvary was, you know what I mean? Like, I, like I wouldn't have ever expected that I would have been somebody who experienced a form of church hurt. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's such and, a healthy body. It's right. such a great place. And so, like, I like I was like, I know. But, I mean, this is, like, and I explained everything to him. And he was like, I, he gave me a book to read. Um, I still, again, I haven't read it yet, but it's on my TBR. <laughs> and um, it's called The God I Never Knew. So if y'all want to check out, check out that book, go for it. I'm sure it's great. I've had it recommended now. I like, I have continuously heard it over the summer. So I think that's a sign that I need to read it soon. But, um, (laughs) but then he said, and just, I, I would encourage you to find a quiet moment in your room, in a prayer closet, like whatever, like get away from the noise of your home, get away from like everything Mm -hmm. and just pray and like that sounds like so cliche in the in the christian world yeah but it's hard to get there and be there and do that and he was like find that place Mm -hmm. and just invite the holy spirit to sit there with you Mm -hmm. ask god for healing over this just take a moment just you and the holy spirit yeah and i can't tell you how healing that was because like like that's what the holy spirit is partially for yeah is for you and your relationship with god Mm -hmm. right yes and so like the helper it was just called the helper me and god and so like just that that healing of like of like it isn't just for altar calls it isn't just for big service moments it, it, it isn't just for these highs you know what I mean like yeah. it's it's for you and your quiet time too and so I mean ever since then like I've I've been working <laughs> on a lot of the like a lot of these things and just like taking it step by step and yeah. learning like what God has for me through the Holy Spirit and with my relationship with God But, um, like, fast forward to camp. Mm -hmm. Now camp just happened. I was a director. Um, It was amazing. So Wednesday night of the first night, Mm -hmm. um, we have – he's the pastor of Heartland, Dusty Dean. Okay, I feel like Um, I've heard that name. Yeah, so he – like, the Holy Spirit manifests the spirit of prophecy through him. In a way that, like, he receives visions whenever he prays with a specific person, like, whenever the Holy Spirit chooses to use him. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I've seen him do this time and time again. And it's, he does so in a way where I genuinely, like, I know people, like, get very iffy and, like, uh, whenever people are, like, prophetic. I mean, he doesn't go around declaring himself a prophet or, like, nothing like that. weird. And... Like, I mean, I, I've seen him operate in these situations time and time again. And, like, after his message, like, you'll see him take a step back mm-hmm. for 10, 15 minutes while everyone's just praying at the front. And, like, almost as if he's, like, letting the Holy Spirit choose to operate in that way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how I know. Like, I've watched him do it. That's how I know that it's truly the Holy Spirit operating yes. through him. Absolutely. And... Um, I mean, the only reason that I would say that he 
does speak these prayers over somebody in a corporate manner is to edify the room. You know what I mean? Uplift the room in faith. Um, But, I mean, he's very humble about it. So I appreciate that. Yes. But Wednesday night, like, the that time for, like, a possible altar call starts. And he's, like, he gets up there and he's, like, Chloe Andrews. No. Where are you? He called me out by name. Guys, she hasn't told me any of this yet. I know. So, so this is a the first time. reaction. <laughs> and, so excited. Like, I mean... We knew, like, I, like, he knows who I am. Yeah. He knows who my grandpa is. Like, so, like, he knows that I come from a ministry family. And, like, so, I mean, I don't think, like, he, he basically was like, I, like, I just know, like, I just have known since I saw you at camp that I've been needing to pray over you. And, like, I just felt God nudge me and say, this is the time. Yeah. And so, he, he. Oh my goodness, it was so powerful. And like, so (laughs) his vision, I guess that he had, was that he was like, Chloe, I see you in, he was like, first of all, God has added years to your spiritual maturity. Oh yeah. And he was like, and I, like, I see you in this single tower Mm. of like a castle. And at the top, like there's this little window and you're standing up at like in the top. And that window represents isolation. And it's almost as if, like, these, like, however, I don't know, however long, like, you, like this, there's a staircase, and it, it goes down in a circle. Mm-hmm. And you've been walking in circles, slowly trying to come down. It's almost as if you've been um, working through some things. Mm. Ooh. It's almost yeah. as if you've been trying to to come down and and um eventually you you get to the bottom and you come out to this room and it opens up and there's this full set of armor laying out and you begin to put it on Mm -hmm. and I don't know if this represents the armor of God like you know spiritual gifts or like whatever but I just want to like say right now, like this armor was made for you and it's almost as if you're preparing for battle. So I just like feel like I need to say like you, like there has been some spiritual warfare that you have been called to fight and um, like God has put a spirit of prayer over that, over your life. Like, is that right? And I was like, yes, that's right. (laughs) Um, And he was like, right. So like, there has been like a like a time that that you were called to like spiritual warfare like pray yeah over people and their situations and um like he was like i i see you putting on this armor and like i whenever i tell you like because think back to last year at camp i know i'm like getting like a lump in my throat think back right to now. a year this and a half so ago good. where that's me in isolation and I've been slowly trying to come down and I, I I knew a year ago from camp that there I was holding myself back from some spiritual gifts and then we come all the way down and I'm putting on the armor wow and it I mean it, it was a personally obviously a very powerful moment but Absolutely. I mean um then he he's like hold out your hands 
he was like, this is so cool. Like, I feel like I've never seen this before, but like I, I'm seeing like light coming off of your hands. And like, it's almost as if um, God starts like shaking your hands off and like, like colorful sparks are coming off of it. Like, and I see the gift of healing and like prayer and all of this stuff like coming out of your hands. And like, it was like, oh it, it was almost as if he was like, like the Holy Spirit was like placing this mantle on me in that moment. Yeah. And like, like just thinking about where I was a year ago to like where I am now, like post camp, yeah. feeling like how I'm, I'm operating in the gifts that the Spirit has given me. It's just like, I just want to say guys, like if you're experiencing church hurt, if you're experiencing hurt specifically around the Holy Spirit, like, oh my God, it gets better. It does. And it's so, it's so full circle for you to say that because a lot of people mm. will wait their whole life for the Lord to tell them what is their thing or like, what mm. is, what, what is my purpose? What is my specific like calling and gifting? Cause there is, there is one. Mm -hmm. um, and people will wait their whole lives and never find it. And people will pray fervently and scream and cry on the ground because the God hasn't given them exactly what they're supposed to do yet. And so what is it like to be in that moment where you're like, I know this is what you're telling me. And how have, how have you, have you been able to exercise this gift yet? That's what I'm curious about. <laughs> um, so like, I mean, I would love to say yes. Yeah. But I mean, again, like no one has come and told me like, mm -hmm. oh, I like, and I want to say like, yes, maybe like physical healing, but I also want to say just like spiritual healing. Oh yeah. Like there were, like, I feel like uh, I'm walking in a new confidence, if oh, that makes wow. sense of like having faith to know that I, I am simply a vessel. Yeah. And God is filling me up to pour back out in this moment. So it's like, that's, that's where I think people get the Holy Spirit wrong. Yeah. It's because like, I mean, you were saying like some people go their whole lives without knowing what their giftings are and stuff like yeah. that. But I would argue that the Holy Spirit operates on a need basis. Yeah. And if you're willing to be used in a moment, mm. you know what I mean? If you're willing to just say, God, let me be a vessel in this time. Yeah. In a time such as now, let me be a vessel. Like, that's whenever the Holy Spirit comes in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. Like, it's... It's... It's not like, oh, like these are my gifts. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's it's not like this is um my gifting from God. Yeah. Like it's and like I mean, okay. It's not your patronus. Like it's a, it's like a you know what I mean? Like it's right. it's it a little magic belong to it. you. Right. But it's it's just what has your name on it. But you know, it's, it's just what he's gonna do through you. It's exactly it's a manifestation of God through you. Mm. And I mean, the Holy Spirit, I've, okay, Josh and I have been going through acts, oh, like post-camp. Oh. And so like, I mean, one that's been amazing. Like I've been feeling like I need to go through acts for a really long time, but I feel like I've been putting it off because of my situation. And then yeah. now I'm like, okay, God, like, I feel <laughs> like I'm in a place where I can receive it. And um, so it's, It's like, I mean, obviously like we've been talking about and well, okay. There's a lot of conversation around 
spirit-filled, spirit-led. What does that mean? Like at camp with the interns and with the directors and with all of the staff, like all of us leading, like that was what, um, like a big conversation that we had to have over the weekend Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of like students that are interns that are like cream of the crop of our generation students, you know what I mean? That didn't know some of these things. And like I learned stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm only a year older than some of them, but like, it's like, wow. Mm-hmm. We, I, we as a generation have to go back to the basics. We have to. Which is a whole oh, other conversation. I could talk about this generation but, oh for my God. hours. I know. So I we know you could too. <laughs> I really could. But I mean, we, we sat and we talked about that stuff. And part of it was like differentiating like, speaking in tongues and like Mm. um I don't think anybody in that room thought that it was salvational but like I mean we sat and we talked about that and um one thing that really stood out to me was that I mean tongues and speaking in a heavenly language are beautiful things absolutely but they are nowhere near the only manifestation that the spirit has through you if you're waiting on that you're gonna miss so much stuff you're gonna miss it and so, like, I think that's something that people also, like, really need to understand about the Holy Spirit is that he, like, like, I feel like there are so many other, like, beautiful aspects oh, yeah. of how he operates that yes. we can miss out on if we hyperfixate on, you know, tongue specific or whatever. Falling out or and, this has to be this or this has to be this. Right. Which falling and, out is a whole other thing. We'll talk. <laughs> we've talked about that. Um, but no. And I think that's a really unique moment that the Lord chose to give you those things mm. that um, Dusty had the vision for. So because it's, yeah. it's a very similar situation of being called out by name mm. and it's, it's very eerily similar so whenever he called you out in that way, were you like, oh my gosh, that's me, I'm Chloe, like, let's I go. I was shaking. Or was it, so that well, fear what's, was what's behind even it. crazy, well, like, like it, I don't know, something in me was, like, ready, but I was a little bit nervous. Yeah. Like, because I was literally praying over somebody whenever he, like, called me out. Yeah. And I was like, do I finish or do I go? <laughs> like, the whole like one room second, okay. is waiting on me. So it was like, <laughs> um, but... So like I mean, and I was all the way in the back. Of course, so I had to like (laughs) walk all the way to the front. It felt like a million years, but oh yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just it. It was an incredible moment, but like, I do just want to say like you don't need yeah a moment like that exactly. And so like I'm thankful for it. I feel like it definitely felt full circle for me it definitely felt like specified for me to like bring me into a new confidence yeah but ultimately like I was in a place where I feel like I was operating very similar at camp you know what I mean and like that's part of the reason why I'm so glad that this healing happened like um pre-camp yeah because like imagine if I had come in whenever I had been intentionally avoiding like prayer nights and worship nights. Yeah. Like pretty, like not that long beforehand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like coming into this space where it's like, 
like almost a sensory overload. Yeah. And so like, I don't know, it was, it was awesome. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it ultimately is not needed for you to still be able to operate. Yes. With what the Holy Spirit has for you. And that's so worth saying because so many people want, they want a moment like that. Right. They want a moment in time where they can sit back and be like, oh, no, no, that happened, so we're mm-hmm. good. But that's not the way it happens mm-hmm. for everyone. That's, that's super minute. Um, I had a moment like that where I was called up on a stage and it changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, what what that person had to say for me is the the foundation of literally my whole life. Um, and that those are awesome, cool moments. But the spirit is just as amazing in your shower and mm-hmm. in the car. Uh, really in the car. I don't know. I, something about it just amplifies off the car walls or something. But, uh, but no. And um, you are such an incredible human being. And I love knowing you. And I love knowing this part of your story that I did not know before we sat down. Um, oh, my gosh. It's just the best. Um, we're getting, we're getting to that point where we're going to have to cut it, which I'm super sad about, but what are your closing thoughts with this? Because we could go for so much longer about the Holy spirit. Oh my God. But what is it? What is a good sum up closing thought for this episode? Also, Chloe's so thoughtful. I love it. Every time I ask her (laughs) a question, she always just thinks, And I love that about her. Sorry. I will, I will try not to take too long, but you're totally good. I do want to say, like, just be a vessel. Yeah. Like, ultimately, like, that's probably one of the biggest things that, like, you hear that all the time in Christian speech. But, like, ultimately, it's so, so, so true. Yeah. Because it's like, how else could God use you if you're trying to do it out of your own power? Yeah. And so... First of all, be a vessel. Learn how to just pray that prayer before you go into those types of situations. Um, I would say pray for discernment over situations that might feel funky to you. Yes. Um, it's okay to leave if you feel like you need to leave. Absolutely. Um, and just know that humanity operating in the way that it does is not how it's it's not always how God operates and so knowing to like be able to differentiate that and um move forward with what God has for you not with what people have for you yes is one of the biggest things that you can learn to do to move forward from Potential church hurt, I would say. Yes, and church hurt is uh, an epidemic, to say the least. Like, it is, it's crazy how many people I've talked to, and they're like, oh, I want to share a story. I have a story. It's it's about church hurt, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, literally you and everyone else. Like, and, I mean, everyone has a place, that's not what I'm saying. But, like, it's it's, it's insane how good we are at hurting each other as believers. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, we need to take some notes and watch watch how people love people because this is not the way to do it. And for people that don't want to heal, they will have to just stay in that. And that's the hardest thing ever mm. is like a church hurt me and I'm good. I'm fine with that. And they're and just I'm, done. Yeah. And, and that's that, like, horrible. That's, it, that hurts my heart. But yeah, like, I don't know. I, 
if if you're choosing to try to heal from it, like, I mean, it's a choice. Yeah. And it's a process. It might not be easy, but it's something that you can do yeah. as long as you have God behind you. You know what I mean? Yes, so. absolutely. And Chloe, you're incredible. Um, everyone go follow Chloe's books to see the best reviews in the world. But yeah, this is it. I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.